better than yesterday. Woo! Okay, Shell. <laughs> That's always a nice challenge. And it doesn't mean like be a thousand times better tomorrow, right? Just or today than you were the day before. Just it, if you're hard on yourself, you can kind of stop and go, wait a minute. I wasn't able to do this yesterday or this didn't look this good, if you will, yesterday. So what are your thoughts on be better than yesterday? Every day is a new day, Linda. Uh, every day is a new day to wake up and be great. Um, and some days I just don't want to. Some days I don't want to, I don't want to join the party. Um, some days just need to be rest days and yeah. take those days for yourself and, and al allowing yourself to have that downtime. But I know tomorrow I can start fresh. I can always start with a clear mind and like attack the day differently. Uh, and so that you're never going to hopefully stay stuck in in whatever you were dealing with yesterday, you can, you can add on to it. You can build. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a growing moment. It's a learning moment for sure. I know that helps my husband's mindset quite a bit. Um, when he can say, you know, basically like this is a fun day or this is a down day or, and can label his day for me, I like to stay in flow. So like whatever's coming up for me, just take notice of that. And, um, if I'm frustrated, then it's like, go for a walk. If I'm cold, it's like, put on a sweater. Um, what do I feel like doing today? I just, I sit, usually I'm sitting in front of my computer and, and just doing nothing and allowing everything to just be. And I ha don't have any kind of an agenda for the day. And I just basically patiently wait for something to pop up. Sometimes being out on like LinkedIn or Facebook um, or interacting and messaging with friends. Um, I'm a manifesting generator. So, you know, it's especially the generator parts about responding. So when I just kind of snoop around my desk or, or even out online, I find something to respond to. And then I might go make a social media post or I might go you know, do some editing or work on somebody's book because I'm a book and 30 day coach or whatever but I never put pressure on myself and I don't have to-do lists I have a pleasure list and it's it's just certain things that are sort of in my sphere for the moment um you know for the week or whatever I just I'm not hard on myself that way I used to be I used to have goals and I got a lot of shame and guilt from from that living that way so now I just I you know, have a vision, which is basically to be happy. <laughs> and, and that has turned into authoring. I'm now on my 21st book, publishing 20 books, um, you know, working with the, surrounding myself with people I super enjoy working with um, clients who absolutely love what, you know, the background I have and love learning from me. So yeah, it's, it's been definitely going after the happiness quotient <laughs> over perfection. And I was definitely a perfectionist. Oh my goodness. There was, um, I ended up publishing nine books in, in one month because they, it was like a compilation book and then broken up into eight little books. And um, 
so I had 16 authors I was shepherding, if you will, and, and making sure I had it right for them. And then I went over um, just my own last edits and put them in a special file and forgot I had done that. And so <laughs> the, the second to the last edits is what actually went out in nine books published. <laughs> it didn't affect them because I knew what their tweaks were. But I was absolutely devastated and it's like I would let them down and I was so hard on myself and it's like, okay, you're at a crossroads right now. You can either let this go and be happy and know that this is the line you're drawing in the sand on your perfectionism and, and release it and just focus on the happiness of it all. And I did. And wow, perfection has never had a hold on me like it did in the past going forward. So that was cool. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you were able to get over that. Um, I am also a recovering perfectionist. Um, <laughs> I, I like will attack something and attack it and attack it and attack it until I feel like it's good enough. Mm -hmm. and you know what? Yeah. It's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be my version of perfect. So yeah. at that point, you just got to get it out there. Um, yeah. And those are my words now. Oh, that's good enough. It, I don't think my husband ever thought I'd say that. <laughs> you know what? It's so true though, because <laughs> as much as we obsess over being perfect and getting that immaculate version out there, nobody else is going to know that that was even a thing. They're probably not no. even going to realize that that was ever an issue. And they're going to think that what we put out there is really good Yeah, because those are the people that we're attracting to our, our things. Mm -hmm. If yeah. they think really bad that's a different story they're probably not the right audience but yep. like ha you got to be happy you got to be happy allow yourself to have that happiness that you completed something and yeah you'll, if it's not perfect so what you'll be better the next time yeah absolutely so perfect is not the answer <laughs> no. and I kind of have that OCD I and my husband's is even better and so I can intuitively feel something's off something's not right and bring him over and he spots it and I've gotten patterned on his good eye so I usually don't even need him anymore and then I can feel good in my perfectionism without like you know OCDing acting it all out does that make sense yeah and it's also a comfort that maybe you don't necessarily need him to point out the thing that's a little bit off that that it's yeah okay. I just kind of used him until I patterned it you know and that was awesome yeah and that feels good too like I don't need him I can do this too <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's also nice to like to it's nice to feel needed and to have somebody else's eyes on it like I always say an extra set of eyes never hurt anybody right um, yeah absolutely because they can probably point out something that I missed mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that it's not still perfect or that it's not as close to perfect as it's going to be right. but they open my eyes to think about something in a way that I maybe didn't think about and yeah absolutely and when you're creating you're using a certain part of your brain and so that other person when they come look at it you know they're not stuck if you will in that area of their brain right they're looking at it from well like you said different eyes it's like um new perspective too sometimes yeah yeah that's helpful. I call him my frosting on the cake and I'm his frosting. 
And they're both good parts. So yeah, like some, some people just want the frosting. Some people just want the cake. <laughs> I, I I want both. I like, okay. I can't eat one without the other because it's such like a good harmony sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, we're yeah. two different people. Um, it's, and what I'm good at, he's not, and what he's good at, I'm not. And that's why I just kind of say he brings in that extra frosting. Yeah. You balance each other really well. Nice. Yeah. If I, if I was to replace that perfect and, uh, I would replace, I would replace the perfect is not the answer and say progress is the answer. Uh, improvement is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. And that's why they say learn something new because, um, because you learn how to not live in ego because it's our ego that totally kicks up, goes into the fear. If we're not listening and saying, thank you, you know, <laughs> it goes over and recruits our pain body. It's just like a naughty kid, you know, getting the younger sibling to cry. And it's like, oh, you're not going to listen to me. Okay. So here's three scenarios, three memories that, you know, you have um, where, you know, it really fell apart. And I'm trying to tell you, it's really going to fall apart. And it's like, whew. so when we do something new, all that stuff's going to kick back up. And what I call walk at the level of the soul, it kicks up less and less. And we really almost stop hearing the ego altogether. And the ego's great. It's fine. It's there for safety. It's important people say kill the ego or silence the ego it's like no but you just don't have to live over there with the ego and you don't have to live in your pain body either and um yeah there's a few tricks to the trade on that one but i, <laughs> I love teaching that <laughs>